Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited because this lovely lady over here was the first person to reach out to me to be interviewed for season two. So thank you so much, Maggie, for wanting to be part of this season. And thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today about everything. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you too. Why don't we dive in? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your Sims history? Okay. Um, well, I go by Maggie on Instagram and, um, well, I've been playing the Sims since I was probably like six years old. I basically started, um, with like the Sims two on Game Boy and, um, basically was just like a little six, seven year old girl playing that. And then I started learning there was all this other stuff like it, they had it on PC the Sims, they had it on console where I also played The Sims 2. So that's kind of where I started. I didn't even play it on PC till the past few years. So. Oh, wow. So your console. So what's it like going from a console player to a uh, PC player? Because I know you play with lots of mods where you just mm -hmm. like, once you got to PC and you were able to mod and CC your game, you're like, oh my God, this is a completely different game. Um, well, I basically started playing The Sims 4 because mm -hmm. I didn't have The Sims 3 like when when everybody else had it because mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know a whole lot about Sims 3 except maybe a couple things. But um, I got Sims 4 and I got it when I was in high school and just started learning about all these YouTubers and people who play it and like mod it and like all this stuff. So I started getting mods and CC for my game and it was really incredible to see how it made the game very different from when I played Sims 2 on console. So it really was really, really fun to see that. I, oh yeah, it would, it would be completely different. Now I'm, I've stayed, I'm gonna say this for the record. I have not truly ever played Sims on console. I it actually, I still can't wrap my mind around it, how you do it. I understand how you do it. Like you play, like you, it's just with a controller instead of a keyboard, but my brain is like, yeah, but like, I want to make sure I can get it like super this close. Cause like, obviously I wear glasses. So when I'm sitting there in a build, mm -hmm. as I get like very close to the screen and to the mic to why it's yeah. going to get loud when this goes here, I'll sit there and be like, yep. Okay. That's perfect. That, cause I want to make sure I get that detail. Like on the TV, do you pause it? and walk up to the TV or like got in the right spot. Like that is just something that like, I can't wrap my mind around. It's sass mouth. Actually. I asked her, I'm like, do you guys have like cheats? She's like, yeah, Stoss, we have cheats. We have the same things you do. I'm like, how do you open up the cheat mod? Like, how do you do that? Like, it was just like, yeah. it's mind baffling uh, to me. The only um, experience I had with, um, it on console is, um, uh, my fiance has Xbox game pass and the base game is free on there. And, or cause he, cause he pays for the game pass and I play, I got like opened it up and I was like, Hmm, awesome. And then just went back to PC. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. I I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. Years, years ago, like I played on console like the mm -hmm. past few years I've been strictly PC but like seeing like that like playing Sims 2 as like 11 year old 
and now seeing where it is and how modernized and like detailed every single mod is and CC is, it's crazy to see how it can make the game feel so real to people and Mm -hmm. how you can make your character seem so real to other people and yourself as well. And um, I think um, I tried one time to play Sims 4 on console because my dad got it for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I just can't. I was so used to PC. I just couldn't go back. Yeah. I feel like once you go PC, you never go back. Once you once you no longer play vanilla, you can never go back I could I I remember when I first started this and I say this all the time I would be like I don't play with CC I'm an I'm an OG EA girl now I have I literally had to check because I had to clean out my CC I have like 10,000 bits of CC in there I only use the same eight things but I have to have it all because what if I need it one day um Speaking of having to need it one day, um, I'm sure you saw just like the rest of us this week that the Sims team has announced that the base game is going to be free uh, starting either October 17th or October 18th, and that there's a big, huge announcement coming and they gave us a free kit. What are your thoughts about everything going on? Um, I've heard quite a bit about it. Like people are very vocal in the Sims community. And it's a good thing and a bad thing mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but um, I am very, um, I'm kind of open to the idea right now. But at the same time, I kind of was saying this on one of the streamers chat that I watch, um, mm. where I put so much time and effort into The Sims 4 and like what I'm currently doing is on The Sims 4. I really don't plan on playing Sims 5 till I know more about it or till I see people play it or like, even if I do get it, I'm still going to be doing my Sims 4 story and stuff. So um, I'm happy that they, you know, are going to be continuing the Sims, but like at the same time, I want to make sure I can still do what I'm doing and like spend my money good, you know? Oh, Maggie, I absolutely completely understand where you're coming from. I've made a, I made a promise to myself. So Rose Chronicles is not going to be finished for a very long time. I think mm-hmm. the final day I have is like November, 2024. If I continue with the posting schedule, what I'm doing, I am not switching over to Sims five until if I decide to release the second book on Simstagram, I, I have so many CC bits. I have poses. I literally, and we'll talk about poses in a little bit, but like I have a pose, like I have a set of poses that they're, they're now just animations and it'll go, mm-hmm. it has like 12 or 14 different, like they'll be like, like they're just moving. Yeah. And that's literally all I do now. And I'm like, stop photo, stop foot. Like yes. I don't think that the, the Sims 5 comes out. I don't think we're going to have that much customizability and those C- the CCs and the mods day one. Uh, something yeah. I'm very concerned about with Sims 5 is we know the marketing team is really good at Sims. I think mm-hmm. they're going to sell us a pipe dream, but we're actually going to get something that maybe uh, does not um, exceed our expectations. I right. feel like that's really what the Sims is coming up to because pe- they, 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 they keep announcing stuff. And all I mm-hmm. see in the comments is like, please go fix the bugs. Please do yes. not release any more things until you fix 
the bugs. And I think that's something that EA needs, we need to, EA needs to listen to us because we're the ones that buy the games. We're the ones that buy the packs. And if we don't buy them, our loved ones buy them, our significant others buy them as gifts, but that's still money going towards them. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer. And Maggie, I don't know if you want to agree or disagree with this. It's the Sims community that makes the game. It's not EA. Right. It, I can totally agree with that. Um, I definitely feel like um, the community has a lot of creative, inspiring people that EA could only dream to be. Like, to be mm-hmm. honest, that's my honest opinion. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, let's not talk about the horrendous pre-builds that came in, like, the beginning parts of Sims 4. Like, right. and these are, like, people that made this. I What I hope for one day is that EA, and we're, we're starting to see it now, that EA is going to let the CC creators, the mod creators, the builders, the cast, the legacy players come into the room where it happens and listen to us of what we yes. want. Because if they keep doing what they want, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have legacy players who've played for since OG Simmer, since day one, are going to say, you know what? Like I, I'm not going to buy this because yeah. it's going to be so buggy it's going to be, um, there's, it's just, it's not going to be worth it at the end of the day. So I really do hope that EA does listen to us eventually, but this is a question I've been throwing out. So EA is now making the Sims 4 base game free. Do you ever think that they're going to make the Sims 3 base game free? Um, I think that, they are more concerned with making money on current or future things. Okay. So I think that, I mean, it could be possible, but I think most likely they're going to continue to try to milk us for money from this future stuff or, you know, Sims 4 as much as they possibly can. And I will say, I love the Sims team so, so much. I mean, they're, they're great people. Um, but EA, I'm just, I don't like them. I'm being honest. Yeah. Hey, me and my fiance will be playing, uh, like NFL or like NHL and he'll be like, you know, it's an EA game. Look at those glitches. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Um, now let's, let's switch gears and talking about future stuff that potentially could be coming out for the Sims 4 because they did still say like the like Sims 5 if it is announced next month like it's not coming out for Christmas and if it is listen to me do not buy it if it's coming out at Christmas because it is not ready right right so what else what else do you think is going to come with the Sims 4 before they wrap it up on a pretty little bow and call it a day um if I was to guess like before the high school pack, I really thought there's probably no way here this many years into the Sims 4 were they going to really do a Generations pack. Yeah. But, but then when they re- released um, high school years, I was like, okay, so they're probably going to give us Generations, but it's going to be several different packs, just like they did Parenthood. So that's kind of what I felt like. Mm-hmm. So I think the end of that would probably be like they did with the kit for kids. I feel like the end will probably be somewhere, something with generations to make people happy, even though it's in different packs. Yeah. 
I, Maggie, I think that's actually a really good answer. And I agree because EA is going to milk us till we have no money left. Somebody asked me, they're like, I think like, like Stoss, like, do you think like, what, like, what do you think it's going to be? Like, do you think it's going to be horses? I'm like, horses is going to be like the most expensive kit to ever exist because it's going to be like the premium, super extra, amazing kit horses. And it's going to be $85, but you're going to get four different types of horses or like drivable cars. Um, I yes. saw, the, I saw the funniest tweet. It's like, guess we're not getting fairies in the Sims four. Oh, like, I guess not. I, I yeah, guess like, like, I mean, I kind of thought maybe we would because, you know, they keep little hints in everything, you know, mm-hmm. like, and in vampires, I don't know if people knew this or remember or anything, but there is a fairy statue in Vampire's Pack. Yes, there is. And so I was like, there is potential because I remember looking back and there were little hints about werewolves. I just didn't see it. They're like, I mean, they need to be a little less subtle. I mean, we're, they're, like, they're, they're going for the Taylor Swift Easter eggs. Cause here's, I'm gonna say this about Swifties. Guys are amazing. Y'all need to be on the FBI. Because all I see now, anytime I'm online, is like 87 Easter eggs from Taylor Swift. We should have saw for her new Midnight album. And I'm like, how do you guys have this much time on your hands? But like, but I agree. Like they do leave little Easter eggs. Um, I feel like we're going to get one more expansion, two more game packs, no more stuff packs and about a hundred kits. I think that's kind of like where we're going to be at. like what are your and I'll be um I'll be honest I'm a Swifty myself um yeah. actually my 25th birthday coming up will actually be an all too well <gasps> birthday it's kind of like gonna be like my goodbye to my old mm-hmm. just going with whatever somebody wanted self and so yeah I'm I'm a Swifty <laughs> I'll admit but I don't have time to go on and like talk about Taylor 24 7 though <laughs> No, I, my fiance is like, Jason is a huge Taylor Swift fan. So is my best friend, Sierra. I love Taylor Swift. I've kind of gotten a little bit more into it. Okay. Swifty question. What do you think the next re-release album is going to be? And do you think it's going to be this year? Um, I think that Taylor is always surprising us. Yeah. She always, she always is such an amazing person. I think she will most likely be doing I hope speak now I hope it speak now because really? I, that literally was the album that really spoke to me when I was younger when I was like 15 16 and also it just like her fearless one as well which she did already do I just I just hope it speak now but if I was to guess that would probably be it okay um, I think it's going to be 1989 and I think she's going to release it on her birthday. Yes, that would be, that would be a really good, smart move of her. I, yeah, I, me, like me and Jason have talked about this in good lines because again, huge Swifty. He's like, I don't, he's like, I really like speak now because his, his three favorite albums are fearless red and speak now. He's like, I don't want speak now right away because I don't want her to do my three favorite albums right away. I want, I want, I want to savor it. Now I'm really curious to hear her original album being redone 
because like how country is it actually going to be versus right. what the original one is. So I'm very excited for that. Or I just can't wait to start screaming saying, should have said no. Yeah. <laughs> should have got hope. Or just a photo or just a photo. Or, no, picture to burn. And uh, teardrops on my guitar. Yes. Yes. There is a video of me scream singing drunkly to that. I'm just like, I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm just like, oh, you should have <laughs> said no. You should have said no. Wait, yeah. But anyways, um, Taylor Swift keeps us keeps us on our toes I did not expect a ninth album I'll tell you that like I just yeah. woke up in the morning my best friend's like yeah there's like gonna be a ninth Taylor Swift album I'm like what? wow yeah yep. yeah yeah I felt that way too I was laying in my bed watching and I was like oh my gosh really I was like so excited like my birthday's next month and so it's coming out around that time so I'm really happy I'm like thank you Taylor you knew this year for my birthday I was doing a Taylor theme and you wanted to gift me. So I'm really happy. <laughs> I love that. Anyways, Maggie, let's go. Let's, let's, let's switch back to the Sims. Let's, let's talk mm-hmm. about, let's talk about your story, but let's switch, let's talk about builds. And cause it's very important to when you are making a Sims story, it's not just the story that's important. It's the setting and the characters that also like are the, what makes that your story whole talk to me about your builds. Like, do you, do you have an idea when you like, so like when you have a location set up in your mind, do you go ahead and go and build it right away? Or do you grab stuff that you've already built from the past? Um, usually whenever I go to build something, it's usually like randomly, I'm like, oh, maybe I want to build this for this next part. Mm-hmm. So literally I literally probably stress myself out doing these random builds for random parts of the mm-hmm. story, but <laughs> I, um, I just get this thought, like I built the roller skating rink. I was like, okay, I'm going to build a roller skating rink. And so I got, um, well, actually not for this one. I didn't get pictures off Pinterest, but that's what I usually do. Mm-hmm. That's what I did for the Hank's uh, convenience store part. Um, okay. but, um, I actually, got the roller skating rink uh idea from a local place that um we have around here that um I've been to with my sister and stuff like that growing up so I kind of got the inspiration from that to do that part but usually I do get pictures off Pinterest to kind of give me a guide so I I absolutely I do the same thing I'll just be like I need an idea uh, 99.9% of the stuff I actually build. Now, this is a question that I, I, I like, I like to ask storytellers because I feel like as I have started Rose Chronicles till today, I've grown and adapted. Um, when you do like big builds now, do you just build out giant sets or do you, or do you have like multiple different lots that you go to? I actually have multiple different lots. I know that a lot of the Sim storytellers have like sets and stuff, but mm-hmm. like for me, I already have a heavily modded and CCified game. I'd rather like try to keep it minimal as possible as I can, which is kind of crazy because I go CC shopping like a lot, but I try to just do like different lots to kind of keep it more like easy on my PC, even if it is a gaming PC. Um, so 
yeah, that's kind of what I do. And it's more fun for me to do it that way, I guess. And as well as because this is like a couple and family story as well as a regular Sim story. Mm-hmm. So like it's a good balance of both. So I just thought different lots was a good choice to go with. I got you. I do I do a mixture of both. And I and I do really like your answer. I have like the school is it's their set. Um the Rose House is a, like its own like area. Um the now the football fields and like the homes and everything, but like the there's certain rooms. I just have a 64 by 64 lot and I literally just go room 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 um because I haven't built the full castle for it yet Mm -hmm. but I just have the room I I need um how do you keep your sim story fresh like are you continuously updating your sets around you are you continuously changing the clothes or their hair like what do you do um to keep it fresh I usually kind of go with like I do give them new outfits every single part pretty much I'm gonna be honest every time I go to get pictures I'm like okay maybe they need a new outfit I literally that's why I had to go cc shopping I literally give them new outfits every single time (laughs) Um, Uh, oh my gosh yes and something I do and I'm curious to see if you do it as well um before I set up a chapter I'll spend about an hour going in getting everyone's outfits ready making sure that they're in the right spot where they need to be. Is now that it's getting colder, I have them in their fall coat clothes and stuff. Yes. I try to keep it that way. Do you do the same as well? Yeah, I sometimes they're wearing like inside, they'll be wearing like short sleeves because I do that. Mm-hmm. But like outside, I usually try to put them in stuff that's suitable for the season. And actually, um, I like to keep, the season in game with this story, I like to keep it the same as it is in real life so I can celebrate things with my followers. Okay. Um, just like, you know, they're celebrating in the game mm-hmm. um, and in real life, like the holidays and different things. Yeah. Um, so like for an example, Maggie, so like no, like Thanksgiving is in November. You yeah. would also have, th- okay. You would also then have Thanksgiving in your story at the same time. Yeah. Like in Halloween, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I super like that, which actually brings me to my next question. So I've, what I've noticed while talking to multiple different Sims storytellers, there's two story paths. There is, you let the game tell your story or you tell uh, the game your story. So basically the, it's whatever happens in the story happens, or it's, you do this and you don't move. What aspect is your story at? Or is it kind of in the middle? I will tell you something funny, and this yeah. will be really funny for people to hear. Yeah. Um, so mine's a mixture of both because I basically, um, Malaya and Diana started out in Kara's story, which their their whole backstory is associated with Kara's story. Mm-hmm. So where they are now, that's that's kind of from that story. And that's why I love her too, as well. But, um, so basically, you know, Dayana, she's pregnant from her best friends. Um, you know, her best friend, Marcus is the baby daddy. Mm -hmm. And basically that was not my plan at all. I did not, that was not my plan at all. My plan was for them to be 
just best friends, that kind of thing from my real life experience. That's what I was wanting them to do. Yeah. But Marcus, like off of getting pictures, Marcus was flirting with her. And so basically uh, I just kind of let it happen. And they basically went and woohooed and then she got pregnant and that I just kind of had to go with it. And so I let it do its thing while also keeping it with the story. So that was a little bit of a challenge the game through for me. And people think, oh, she likes to get her Sims knocked up and stuff. Well, this time it wasn't my plan. And the game said, hey, you're going to you're going to love what we have for you now. A challenge. And so I basically had to keep it with the story. But yeah, it wasn't my plan for her to get pregnant. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. I would not know what to do that happened in Rose Chronicles. I would have no idea. Um, That's yeah. Um, yeah, when, when I'm not using them, they stand still. And then when I'm, mm-hmm. when I am using them, they, they do the, the poses I like, but see, that's, that's an aspect of creativity that I wish I could expire to instead of being a control freak or whatever goes with the flow, like it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what other crazy things have you experienced while making your Sims story? And has, does any of your Sims have a death wish? Well, um, I think this was not necessarily in this story but um a while back I had like uh one of my sims she was like there was just some random person like and mm-hmm. they just came up and started flirting with her and then asked to woohoo and it was just really random and like it's like you don't just do this like and luckily it didn't cause any pregnancy or anything but it was still kind of crazy um so wow yeah I oh I get in Rose Chronicles is people want to beat the shit out of me all the time because it's, it's always neighbor brawl day I swear to everything that every time I turn around it's because you see all the events and stuff and it's like neighbor brawl day I'm like didn't I just have that like didn't yeah. I literally like just have that like like two like weeks ago like because I only played to do Rose Chronicles now yeah didn't we just have this like why can't every why can't there be everybody peaceful happy day no drama please I I understand but some people want that drama in their game I just I understand you can turn off all the holidays and stuff but sometimes it's just I want that little bit um more normacy um so let's talk about a little bit more about your story what inspired the story and um what like how like when you just like when you uh made your main characters did you have anybody in mind um so basically whenever i my main characters um i made malaya back when i was doing car story to be like her friend that she grew up with um mm-hmm. and this actually goes back to one of my stories that i did before i started editing my pictures and making them look good darby story which Um, Darby and Andy, Kara is their daughter. Mm -hmm. And so their friends, uh, Darby and Andy's friends, Nico and Tanaya, that's their daughter, Malaya. So it goes way back to one of my past stories. But um, yeah, so I made her uh, when I was doing Kara's story to be her friend. And then I just made Dayana on a whim to be like the tattooist. 
um, cause they got friendship tattoos, Cameron, Kara and Malaya. Yeah. But Diana ended up being like a huge part of that story because she, you know, ended up being a friend and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then at the bachelorette party for Kara, they kissed and it just led to them dating. And that's where it all began. So, yeah, it was really cool to kind of see where they started there and that story and where they are now in theirs. It's just really wild. That that is that's extremely wild. Um, so when you're writing your story, do you have a general idea for every time you sit down when you're writing? Like, do you have a script already made or do you take the photos first and then let the script come through? I um, for each part, I kind of do look back and see where it's been to kind of get an idea for where it's going. But like I usually just have a general like notes written down like, hey, this is where I'm kind of planning to go with it. And then I get the pictures and stuff individually and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Has there ever been any crazy storylines that you're like, I really want to do this, but I don't know. I I can't like it's all, it's pure chaos. Is there anything like that? Um, Yeah, actually, um, whenever Diana was planning on leaving, I was like, should I really do this? Should I really have her leave and all that? And then as soon as I started getting that idea of this is her backstory, which I still haven't revealed all of her backstory just yet. But when I started thinking about that, it's like, yeah, it makes sense for her character to leave because she's very struggling with the fact that she loves her. But at the same time, she is very, very scared of marriage and family and all this stuff. So it went well with her. A backstory for her to leave but it was hard for me to do that part which actually brings me to my next question is character development character development is extremely important in any story um how do you flesh out your characters and do you ever get mad at the decisions you make for them um I usually um love my sims to have their moments where they they feel real human things. And then as a human, you know, kind of like they're real people, mm-hmm. they grow from it. So um, I have kind of gotten mad at Dayana. I'm like, you really shouldn't be drinking. You really shouldn't be smoking either. But I mean, I'm not saying that it's, I'm mad at people who do that. I'm just saying she has like all these like struggles that she just kind of takes all those feelings out on like, smoking and like drinking helps her numb the pain but Mm -hmm. like she should like try to do better and not do that so yeah I do kind of get mad at her for doing that but um but yeah I she um she is going to grow at some point from that um I've actually been working on some of that as well so Well, I think that's a really good character development arc, right? Because usually how you start off is normal or backstory. Everything's fine. Chaos, um, fallout, redemption, repeat, right? It's kind of like usually Mm -hmm. how it goes. Like something that I get in Rose Chronicles all the time is uh, there is a storyline with the crows that like, how come Alexa and Oliver can't see these crows flying over their head? I'm like, well, they don't know what they're looking for. Just because you're saying there's a crow. Yeah, you may, 
like how, like when you're walking every day, do you look up and see how many birds fly over your head? No, you're not actively looking. Right. Or they'll be like, Oh, like, like, why would you do it? I'm like, she's 14. She's mm-hmm. four, She's not 25. She's 14. She makes 14 year old mistakes. She talks like she's 14 years old. She's a kid. Um, I think that's, I, but circling it all back, I think it's really important to get those character developments and like, do I agree with everything my characters do? No, I would be weird. I, you have to have a good villain, uh, which leads, which leads me to my next two questions. In your opinion, what do you think makes a good villain? Um, I'd probably have to say, um, giving the villain the, the best like backstory you can, like, Mm -hmm one that has like a tortured past kind of thing that usually is what brings a villain to basically be a villain is something that hurt them so traumatically that they feel being a villain is the only option. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you like seeing what type of story arc would you rather see a villain turn to a hero or a hero turn to a villain? I would rather see a villain turn to a hero Honestly, I I really like how like a growth of a person from being this really this person who is like hurt and down and really feels like they have to hurt people to feel better. And then they grow from that and become caring and like all these different things help other people. Like I really do um, like that story better than um, the other. So I, I agree. Here, like, here's a great example of character development. I, do you watch House of the Dragon? I have not watched it, but I need to. You need to. Are you watching Power of the Ring? Um, I'll be honest with you. I yeah. spend a lot of time watching YouTube and Netflix. <laughs> hey, it's, it's totally okay. Because like right now, it's the ultimate time to be a nerd. You have like these two yep. like competing series. Now, when I say character development is uh, Damon Targaryen from House of the Dragon. If you ever get a chance, watch it. His character development is absolutely incredible. Like you're literally, he's a villain. He is pure chaos, but yet you're still rooting for him over anybody else because you like his character. That speaks volumes to me of the writing staff that were able to put that together for us to literally root for him. Like he was like, I guess spoilers, but this is like coming out in November. So this is on you if you've not watched House of the Dragon at this point. Like whereas like uh, Damon and Renera, you know, potentially doing some incest devil's tango. You mm-hmm. were rooting for that. But the whole season of Game of Thrones, you're like, you have Cersei and Jamie, and you're like, oh, gross, no. But this one, you're like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm for this. But it's again, it's it's good. Um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of uh, like I haven't watched all of Star Wars, but like, you know, the whole Leia and Luke thing, even mm-hmm. though they're brother and sister, that whole thing, like people were really rooting yeah. for Leia and Luke. I mean, yeah. crazy. I, I agree. Totally crazy. Speaking of rooting for who is your favorite character to write for and why? Um, I probably have to say because I love drama in my story and I feel Malaya is way more responsible. I'd say Dayana because yeah. Dayana is such a rebel, even as a 29-year-old. Um, 
I give my Sims age realism, but um, as a 29 year old woman, she is a complete rebel and still, you know, acting like a teenager in some way. And I think that's kind of fun to write about is how much drama she can cause and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. As someone being like, I'm 29 currently. Yeah. There's that, that's a thing called Peter Pan syndrome, my friends. When you're about, when you're just about to hit 30, you have two sets of people. You have me, who's a grandma, who's like, yeah, I can't wait to go to bed at like 8 p.m. and no one can judge me. Like I drink water and that's it. And you have everybody like, so that's one, like embracing being older. And then you have a, okay, guys, I, I, I'm not turning 30. I'm just gonna be 29 again. Um, we're going to go to the bar. We're going to party hard. And I'm just like, no, 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 that's <laughs> awful. No, don't. I don't, I don't want I don't want to do that. I want to be in my PJs by nine 30. Cause I get up at seven every day. That sounds terrible going to the bar till 2am. Um, I am literally feeling somewhat of that, a mixture of those two things. I've been mm-hmm. feeling almost being 25 next month. I've been feeling like Yes, I want to go out and like be this woman that I was in my teen years. But at the same time, I want to be this mature person who I've grown to be through all this craziness I've been through. Mm-hmm. So it's been like a mixture of both of those things. I, I've i got you. Honestly, this is the advice I'm going to give you because my fiance told me when I because he's three years older than me. So because he, he was 28 um, when I was 25 and he's like, enjoy your mid twenties, like the most, because once you hit 29, 30, 31, Oh, it is, it is not easy to get out of it. I like will crack. I will like have a kink in my back from like having a nap is where I'm at at this point. Or I get crazy Charlie horses now. And I'm like, or a hangover lasts a week. Yeah. And it's one drink. And I feel like a wizard. I'm just like, I used to, I used to work overnights, go to school full time and party and run on yeah. one and a half hours sleep. Don't know how I did that because if I don't go to bed by 1030, I don't talk to me the next day. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm useless to you till like 10. So anyways, I got, I got a couple more questions for you. I let you go on your merry way. Uh, what exciting uh, storylines can we see coming up? Now, please please note that I know this is being filmed uh, today. It's not coming out for a little bit. So you're welcome to share anything that you're going to be working on in, in the next couple months. Okay. Um, well, in general, um, I just really love doing this story. And I said before, to a couple of Sim friends that I'm planning on doing this story for a very long time. Like it, these Sims, I love so much. I just want to do it for a long, long time. Um, but, um, also I just love showing the rep for LGBTQ. It makes Mm -hmm. me so happy as a bisexual woman. It's just like I said before, the Sims community really makes me feel like myself where I can't be that person um, with my family. So, um, my plan is I've already gotten some posts ready. I've been like an editing, like, um, magicians pretty much like just, they appear, they're here and, um, just get them done. And, uh, 
So my plan is there's some major drama coming up in the story. Um, something that will really test Malaya and Diana's relationship. Um, and also will show like Diana's backstory and why she's so scared of marriage and why she's so scared to be a mom and all these different things. So I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's what's coming up soon. Um, but of course you got to throw some wholesomeness in there first. Of course. <laughs> of course you can't have pure chaos because then it's only going to be chaos. You need to have those rooting moments and then you have uh, the chaos. Uh, something that you said that you've, you've definitely touched about a couple of times in this interview is making yourself in the Sims and you feel authentic. I think that's absolutely one of the best parts of this game that you're able to anybody to the best of their ability are able to create anything that they want. If they want to create themselves in the Sims, they're able to do so. I hope one day to see a little bit more customizable, especially when it comes to mm -hmm. handicaps, uh, yes. re uh, correct representation skin colors for uh, yes. our amazing uh, POC simmers out there, um, uh, body weight, instead of it just yes, being like course. really big for like, like, but like yes. not evenly, instead of yeah. being, like either, either you're a bean pole, yes. but there's no like better alternative because like I'm not a bean pole. But like yeah. when I make my stems, like I look like like my like no, I'm gonna say this. My boobs are like the size of my head, and I'm like that's not really that's not my yeah. my body shape. I'd also love to see um, heights be different. Yes, because as yes. a I am a five foot tall. I'm very short. I would love like love 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 to see short Sims because yes. like again representation, right? But yeah. Uh, I'm hope five seven and I have a small butt. And so, I mean, I have a kind of a round belly, mm -hmm. but I, you know, other parts are kind of small and I'm just five, seven. So I'm kind of average people say, but like, you know, I want to see, you know, Sims that are more, you know, like everybody else, not just like, Hey, I'm super skinny or, or, Oh, I'm so, big that like you know I would want some even in the middle right also what I want is if you are like a if you make your simmer bigger the clothes to actually fit them correctly not having right. the same skin and stretching it out yeah. that'd be really great like yeah. I think that's definitely um something that I do hope for um and potentially, I doubt we're going to get that in Sims 4. Maybe Sims 5. Um, um, you did ask me earlier about inspiration, right? Yeah. Um, I meant to touch on it then. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, basically, a few months ago, whenever I had an issue happen on Simstagram, I basically felt like I didn't have motivation. Mm -hmm. And these couple of Simmers who... I uh, look at their stuff and um, also one of them that I do talk to helped me get through it. And um, uh, the first one who um, has helped me and like, I look at their story, their poses and uh, everything that, um, and they have helped me and helped me feel more confident in myself is Simarin, Sim Erin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, I just interviewed, I did a written interview for her. Yeah. She's. Yeah. 
she's a wonderful person. She, mm-hmm. her poses are amazing. I love her characters. They're just really, really inspiring. And she is just the nicest person. Um, and then the other two people is, um, spider whims. Of course, I love looking at her stuff. Um, that's where I got the inspiration to do like a couple type sim story. And right. then Sims, Sims Ixum, um, I love her story. Um, it's just like, that's where I got the idea to do like a first page is like, oh, this is where it's at. That's where I got the inspiration to be doing that kind of thing. And so I, um, those simmers have really helped me to shape who this um, storyteller whims is. And um, just me out here being a sim storyteller builder, create a simmer, triple thread over here. <laughs> Amazing. Um, no, I, hey, Sims inspiration. I got you. Uh, the, I didn't even know Sims stories existed. And yeah. like it was uh, Christine Sims. Um, I, I just happened to follow her one day and I saw her story and I was like, I can do this. And it's yeah. now been year and like three months I've been doing Rose Chronicles. Like it's, it's fantastic. I, I live, I love it. It's literally, I get to be an author and yeah. I enjoy it. I get to release yeah. my, and I get to, I get to interact with my fans. I get to, I get to hear their thoughts. I get to talk to them. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is some hands-on shit that like, I, I super, super love. I'm sure you like that as well. Yeah. Like, um, like I, you, I always like, since I was younger wrote, so it's kind of like natural for me to be a Sim storyteller to mix my favorite game with my natural creativity that I have been doing for years. Um, so it just really suits me well. And I, I really love doing it. Um, but, um, also just being a part of amazing community of people who are understanding of different kinds of people is great refresher from the real life things that I have to deal with when I'm around family. So it's really, really nice. Um, as well so oh my gosh like the sims simstagram community is so amazing so welcoming everything that like you can post on there they're so like that was amazing i love this and they're just like again mm-hmm. i keep i will keep saying it i'm gonna get a t-shirt that says simstagram community is like a warm hug because it is no one gets it unless you're in it because like my fiance right. he'll be like oh like you spend a lot of time there. i'm like because it's so warm for an internet mm-hmm. that's so such a cold place simstagram is mm-hmm. um um, so warm. Now you said you're a writer for your whole life. What, uh, it's what advice can you give anybody who wants to start their own, uh, sim story or even just a writer? What, what, what advice would you give to them? I would say, um, one thing is don't let people, um, decide for you what you write about. Don't let other people um, stop you from writing about a LGBTQ couple. Don't let people stop you from writing about, um, you know, a black person or, mm-hmm. you know, a trans person, whatever it is. Don't let people tell you, you can't write about these kind of things because, um, yes, of course, if you are not that yourself or anything, research is important, but don't let oh, yeah. people control your personality, not personality, <laughs> creativity. Don't let people control your creative growth and or anything like that just be yourself and people will see that and just enjoy what you enjoy 
And that's something I've had to learn too. I think that is such fantastic advice. Um, and right from the heart as well. Um, you said you've written stories in the, like in the past, like what type of stories do you typically write? Um, like sim stories or just like regular? Anything. Anything. Um, well, a couple of years ago when I found out about Simstagram, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take pictures on my phone of like my Sims and see how this goes. And I was kind of stuck in this mindset of doing that. But then it just kind of, uh, I was looking at other people's stuff. I was like, how are they doing this? Making their pictures look good. And I was like, yeah, like now seeing my pictures, how they look now, I'm just like, um, yeah, there's such a difference. But anyway, I get off track sometimes. Um, That's okay. Basically, um, uh, I started out doing, uh, I think I did Destiny Story years ago. Um, She was like in college and just basically an artist or a photographer. And um, she was, um, I believe she, her parents were um, like her mom or dad was white and then her her mom Mm -hmm. or dad was black. And so she was like mixed. And that was like a very big thing for me, you know, because I'm you know, a white woman. So Mm -hmm. it was like a big deal for me to do that kind of thing. And so, um, it was really fun to do though. And I will tell you a funny thing about that. My mom's, my mom saw, um, a picture of destiny smoking, Mm -hmm. uh, like weed and stuff. And she's just like, they do that. I'm like with the mod they do. (laughs) Yeah. With with a mod. Um, no, that, that, that's so, that's fantastic. Um, what mods and CC is, you need to have it if you're a storyteller. Um, I would say, um, wonderful whims. I don't, I don't use wicked. I mean, I have used it some, but I don't use it a lot. Okay. Um, but normally I use wonderful whims and base mental and um woohoo wellness which is the pregnancy overhaul mod mm-hmm. um and then another one that i use is the smb bills mod um by uh simrealist and a couple okay. others as well okay they just make such you know realistic type um mods that really help my realistic storytelling so that's what i use mostly Awesome. Uh, final question for you. Um, when you make your story, how do you edit it? Like, do you use like Photoshop? Do you use canvas? Like, how do you put it all together? Um, well, basically, um, I use Adobe InDesign. I actually learned about it from Grace Harmonious Traits slash Melody Whims, which mm-hmm. she's an amazing Sim storyteller as well. Um, so I started using InDesign and it was kind of a struggle at first but uh, you get kind of the hang of it after a bit so I have reshade in my game um it's mm-hmm. Kindle Spice's reshade um dove and then I also just like um after I'm done editing the pictures I crop them and yeah. so that's kind of what I do kudos to you for using InDesign did you go to school to be a graphic designer or anything no, I really haven't. I just watched Grace's video on YouTube and like got her advice and basically just learned about it that way. The only reason I asked is I went to school to be a 
graphic designer before I went to culinary school and I hated design like so much because that's what that's the first that's the only thing they teach you in like the first year is in design I'm like mm-hmm. this this plot this, this program can like burn um I use photoshop I I literally I, I kind of do the same thing I put it in because I, I do it as like a classic comic book style so in crop it down next photo next photo next photo but something I actually do now is because I, I know a lot of sim storytellers put the words at the bottom I mm-hmm. put the words per photo so now I do so all what what I'll call is day one is do three chapters of worth of photos and then the next day go and add the wording in um, I find that's definitely way um, faster. And that's something that I've learned over time, which I lied. This is actually not my final last question. What have you learned from the first post to today that you wish you would have known back in day one? So day one of this story or day one of in general, just the like first one I ever did. First one you ever did. What? From from uh, September 17th to the whatever first day, what have you learned that you wish you would have, like, wish what you wish you would have known when you started? Um, I wish I would have known that um, you, you don't have to, like, do what everybody else is doing just because uh, there's this so-called certain way to do things or... Mm-hmm. You don't have to just do um, what you're doing. You can also grow and stuff like that because I was just taking pictures on my phone because it was easy and because that just seemed like, oh, it's it's okay to do it this way. And mm-hmm. also at the same time, I was going through some health things. So, but then last year I just started like getting this idea, oh, I want to grow. I want to make my stuff look better. So that's what I started doing this year. And it's here I am now. So I kind of wish that back then I knew about like InDesign or like mm-hmm. something like that. So I could have actually been growing and learning sooner than I have been. That is definitely fantastic advice. I think I, I feel like for any, every Sim storyteller, you, the first chapter, you like, you, you put it out there and you're just like, okay, I hope you guys like it. And then you're at your, your 80th and 90th chapter and you look back, you're like, oh, I remember when I did that and I thought that was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that yeah. has not aged well, not story-wise, but like graphic-wise, like, that's not aged well. I, I think I always say that now for anyone who reads like new readers that go to the Rose Chronicles. I'm like, hey, you, thank you for following. If you want to read this, please know that the first 10 chapters are a little rough because I didn't absolutely, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of hoping for right. the best, but it gets better with time. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, how I felt with like, I was looking back at my first few posts, like a couple months ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, you can't even barely see the text. Like, why did I not know to make it bolder? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I would have because some of these parts were so good. I was just like, why couldn't I have bold in the text? Or like little tips and tricks that you learn along the way. You're like, oh, okay. So if, if I make it like this point, like this is good. And all this stuff. Anyways, Maggie, I want to say it's been an absolute pleasure getting down to sit and talk to you today. Why don't you tell us uh, where we can find your amazing story and all your work? All right. Um, well, I really appreciate you um, giving me this opportunity to talk about my story and everything. Of course. Um, 
you can find me at Storyteller Whims on Instagram. And also I have a Twitter and um, a Tumblr as well, where I, on Twitter, I usually retweet people's stuff. And on Tumblr, I share a lot of CC and stuff I use. That is fantastic, Maggie. Well, I want to say, I want to say thank you again for so much for, you know, coming here today and like really wanted to be part of this podcast. Again, you were the first person that reached out to me. I was literally on a go train to go to a wedding and I just sat down on a four hour bus that didn't have a bathroom and I got your message and I was like, that like literally made my day. Cause I was so, I was, I was like, Oh, so be part. Cause I like the first season, I just, I, I would ask a lot of people and they'd be like, who are you? And like, what do you like way like there's a podcast we yeah. maybe it's kind of weird where now people are like i have a wait list for like into like the middle of next year of wow. like getting getting on it definitely has helped being nominated for journalist of the year by the game here community wow, that's that, amazing congrats thank you so much it was a, a lot of work that has yes, gone I'm into sure. the, yes but maggie it's been an absolute pleasure. Please go follow my girl. The links are going to be below. And like I said, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you today. You are an extraordinary uh, woman and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. And happy early birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day, okay? You too. Okay, bye. bye.